0: Well uh, thank you all for letting me come and share today. I uh, uh was preparing this sermon way before uh, the uh election. And uh that's a good thing because uh I'm uh I'm here to share with you that uh what I believe the Lord has, has shared with me. And uh, as I began to inquire of the Lord what he would have me to to bring and share with you today uh, became increasingly uh, important to me, and I became interested in the enormity of God and, uh, and our desire, the believer's desire to be with the Lord. And uh, we know that uh, 1 Thessalonians, it says that uh, the Lord coming for us is going to be a great thing. It says in, in verse uh, chapter 14, verse 16, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall always be with the Lord. And he ends that with, therefore, comfort one another with these words. That's good news for us. That's good news for those who believe in Christ. You know, these um, the expectation of being forever with the Lord, it just brings all kinds of excitement to us. Uh, it was with this excitement in mind that, that I began to recall the times in which um, prolonged waiting for something um, made my appreciation of it all the more. Um, one such memory was... Uh, our family's trip to uh, Breckenridge, Colorado. You know, neither I nor the children had ever been to Colorado, and and we were on our way, and and we were looking forward to being there. So we drove toward the Rocky Mountains, and uh, the foothills came into view, and uh, there in the distance, they were they were noticeable, but they were still a part of the overall landscape. You know, uh, the horizon was just touched by them and the horizon was still broad and open except for those hills and uh, I admit that I was thinking when I saw them those are the Rocky Mountains you know that's not such a big deal Uh, I didn't realize we were just looking at the foothills so as we drove toward them and and they grew ever larger in our view uh, we said we're at the mountains you know They seemed to be just over there, and and yet we still moved toward them. We started up the slight slopes at first, and and these hills became larger and larger, and they still seemed to be just over there. And that must be the Rockies, I said. Uh, We're close. Uh, Now look, we weren't yet. We weren't yet. We were still on our way. See, it's, at this point, a substantial portion of our horizon had changed to mountains, but they were still just over there. But we kept moving toward them. After what seemed like hours and hours of thinking we had arrived again and again, uh, then the mountains appeared bigger still. Then as I, I looked back in the rearview mirror, I could see that it was apparent that we weren't in Texas anymore. <laughs> but looking ahead, that was once, uh, what was once only a small part of our horizon just engulfed everything. The hills gave way to, to peaks and, and peaks that forced the roads. Roads that used to be flat and straight are now curving around and finding their way our world just seemed to fade away. The houses now were built for snow. They, they were there for, with 15 foot tall glass windows. And there we wound around the roads and we found our host home. And we enjoyed going in and looking out through those windows and seeing a beautiful mountain across the way that, we, that faced the home. It was just an enormous view, and it was just made us happy to be there. We felt at ease, and we knew that we had reached our goal. See, our Lord made those mountains, and he wants you and I to come to hear him. Just like we came to those mountains to experience that grandeur, he wants us to come to him to experience His grandeur, our lives can be lived on the plane, but here He calls to us, and He He says, "Come, come, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest." It's a promise He gives to us. To make this trip, we must first believe. We must believe, as as Hebrews says, that he is the rewarder of those who seek him. Yet even the initial knowledge of him is not uh, not by our own will, but it's because he has revealed himself to us. You see, he has revealed himself to us in this creation. You know, if we turn over to uh, Romans, we turn to Romans 1. Paul makes the if I believe Paul's the writer to the Romans. So we say that uh, um, he said this in chapter one, verses nineteen and twenty. He said, "Because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attribute attributes." His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. See, God made our world and through it we can see things about him. We can understand that he indeed is our creator too. Now, uh, as our, progress, as our trip progressed, um, we knew that we were not where we had started, as I said. And we thought so many times, this must be it, this must be it. Sometimes I feel like that in my life, that I have arrived. As a believer, what else is there? But God calls us into a deeper relationship with him over and over again the scripture we have that that i've chosen today is from micah 4 verses 1 through 5 and it reminds us just how such a journey will end and he says in uh micah 4 verse 1 and it will come about in the last days that the mountain of the house of the lord will be established as the chief of the mountains, it will be raised above the hills and the peoples will stream to it. See, this mountain that's being raised is a great thing. It is full of promise and hope, yet, yet just like all scripture, we can't just jump in there and say this is, this is what's next. We must first look at where we are and where Israel was at this time. Uh, Micah was a contemporary of Isaiah. And so we know that uh, they had their work cut out for him because the people of Israel were being led by less-than-godly leaders at that time. In chapter 3 of Micah, he tells them. um, I want to start with uh, verse 1. And I said, Hear now, heads of Jacob and rulers of the house of Israel, it is not for you to know justice. You who hate good and love evil, who tear off their skin from them and their flesh from their bones, who eat the flesh of my people and strip off the skin from them, break their bones, chop them up as for the pot and as meat for a kettle. I'd say they weren't very good leaders. What do you think? Yeah, they were They were busy stealing from the people and take, and leading them in the wrong path. Then they will cry out to the Lord, but he will not answer them. Instead, he will hide his face from them at that time because they have practiced evil deeds. When the people of Israel stopped their motion of moving toward God in their faith, it changed things for them they began to look like the world that was around them they began to do the things that was displeasing to god the people of israel were presuming upon the faith of the people of past generations i wonder sometimes if we're not guilty of the same thing presuming upon the faith of past generations But that's not enough for them, and it's not enough for us. The result, then, is God's response to them when when, uh, we do presume upon others' faith. Verse 5 of chapter 3. Thus says the Lord concerning the prophets who lead my people astray. When they have something to bite with their teeth, they cry peace. But against him who puts nothing in their mouths, they declare holy war. So those who have want even more and do it in the name of peace when they're stealing from the people who do not have. Therefore, it will be night for you without vision and darkness for you without divination. See, God would hold back from them any means that they would even try to use to find him illicitly. The sun will go down on the prophets. The day will become dark over them. The seers will be ashamed. The diviners will be embarrassed. Indeed, they will cover their mouths because there is no answer from God. On the other hand, says Micah, I am filled with power, with the spirit of the Lord, and with the justice and courage to make known to Jacob his rebellious act, even to Israel, his sin. Now hear this, heads of the house of Jacob and rulers of the house of Israel, who abhor justice and twist everything that is straight, who built Zion with bloodshed and Jerusalem with violent injustice. Her leaders pronounce judgment for a bribe, and her priests instruct for a price. And her prophets divine for money, yet they lean on God, saying, Is not God in our midst? Calamity will not overcome us. Therefore, God pronounces judgment and He says, On account of you, Zion will be plowed up as a field, Jerusalem will become a heap of ruins, and the mountain of the temple will become high places for a fortress, for a forest. Today, we have a chance by the grace of God to experience what the last days will be like as we move closer to Christ Jesus in faith. We can avoid this darkness that the Lord has put upon the people of Israel at this time to um, not let them hear from their seers and not for their diviners not to be able to know the future. As believers today, we live a life of faith that we are moving ever closer toward this mountain of God. Are you moving towards the mountain of God? Are you part of the stream of believers that want to walk in his paths? Is it possible for you today to declare your trust in Jesus? The one who said, I am the way, I am the truth, and the life. Would you trust Christ today and come toward him? You know what? I got my pages mixed up. What's new? The people of Israel at this time were presuming again on the past generations their faith. It's so much, um, I'm going to stop here for a minute because uh, (laughs) I stubbed my toe. I don't know if you've ever done that or not, (laughs) but um, today I believe God's word proclaims to us that we still have hope that we can still move toward him. And it is in this, this fourth chapter of Micah that he tells us what the end result will be. Now, even today, we see pieces of this in our churches as we come to worship. We see pieces of this when we sing and we say, worthy is the Lamb. We say, He is there for us, and we come to him. Many nations will come and say, he says in the end, they will stream to it. They will stream to this hill, the hill that is the mountain of God. We can be in that stream even today. We can talk to our neighbors. We can lead them into that stream. We can show them what this stream is like by sharing the truth of Christ with them. Many nations will come and say, let us go up to the mountain of God. That's what's going to happen. And we trust that even now they will begin to do that, right? And he may teach us about his ways, that we may walk in his paths. From Zion will go forth the law, even the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he will judge between many peoples and render decisions for mighty distant nations. Then they will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. It's going to change the world. Christ changes our world, doesn't he? He will change the world forever. Nation will not list, lift up sword against nation and never again will they train for war. Each of them will sit under his vine and under his fig tree no, with no one to make them afraid. Not being afraid. That is a big change. Even a week ago the nation was afraid of what decision might be made. And now, there's a portion of the nation that's still afraid. But it's because they placed their hope in someone other than God. We must be careful not to place our hope in someone other than God. We must know that if nation will not lift up sword against nation and they will never train again for war, that it will be because it came from the mouth of the Lord of hosts. That's what God says is waiting us. All who believe and come to him, they stream in to him, they move toward God. Though all the peoples walk each in the name of his God, he goes on to say. As for us, we will walk in the name of the Lord, our God, forever and ever. Though all the peoples walk in the name of his God, isn't that the case with all of us? We move toward what we consider to be the most important. We move toward the the thing that is within us that makes us that gives us hope we move toward that what is it you're moving toward is it toward the things of this world or toward God in Christ Jesus as for us we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever Amen. Will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, you know our hearts. And you know that in our hearts we trust you and we look forward to your coming. We're comforted by that thought. Lord, you also know that the thoughts that you've given me to share here today come from your word. Lord, I didn't do a very good job sharing your love with these people, but Christ did, and we thank you for that. What you have, The work you've done in my life, Lord, is incredible in the way you've changed my heart. And I want that for everyone. But even as much as I want that, Lord, you want it more. You want them to be with you, streaming to the mountain of God. Lord, thank you that you sent Christ to be our Savior that we might lift him up and come streaming to him in whose name we pray. Amen.